0: The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get $100 in free bets. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, it's the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the prop cast. Yes, that's what I said. The prop cast on the sports gambling podcast network. It is August 3rd, currently a one Oh four on the East coast. And we are officially back for the NFL season. We're going to be breaking down the season long player props. We'll touch on our win total pred- uh, predictions as well for the month of August. i am so excited to be back on the propcast here to talk about the national football league and joining me to break down the afc north what we're going to talk about but he's going to be here every week he's going to be here all season long you know the big sexy voice on the sgpn network it's my main man the hardest working man on sgpn it's rod gomez rod what's going on buddy i'm so happy to be back with you brother
1: You know, it's funny, but I don't know if anybody's voice can get sexier
0: than yours, man. You are the golden (laughs) tones of the SGPN, my friend. I'm just trying to learn from you, my man. What's been going (laughs) on, man? You and I, or I think you've been more busy at least in the month of July than I have. I know I've been grinding out MLB, but, but what's been going on, man? Oh, man. I mean, look, we launched an F1 podcast this last week.
1: We've been going hard with NASCAR. We launched a CFL podcast earlier in the year. It's just been nuts. It's it's crazy how amazing the SGPN is and growing and, you know, this PropCast is just another one of those those shows that has just continued to kick ass and and really build the brand, so I'm happy to be back for the NFL season. I'm happy you asked me to be back as a regular
0: for the NFL season. Oh, 100%, man, and I, I know I references to last season, and I promise this will be the last time I'll say it going for this season, but Rod was doing the Fantasy Football Podcast and It just made too much sense to not or to, to have him on the broadcast as well because we're talking about players. We're talking about stats and, and projections and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, me, Rod, and Dan Titus this season. Uh, Dan is uh, out today, but he is going to be here uh, all throughout the season as well as for these uh, season-long division previews um, and the season-long player props as well. And he has sent me in his uh player props as well for the AFC North. So I will give you those guys as uh give give you guys Dan's picks there as well. But yeah, it's that time, Rod is it's football season. We have a the the sorry the Hall of Fame game that's gonna go off on Thursday. So it's it's a month of August. It's time to grind. So we're gonna talk about the AFC North uh season long player props today. We'll briefly touch on the teams uh we'll give you our win total projections. I'm gonna leave that to the experts which are Sean and Ryan uh, you know, if you if you haven't already been listening to their um, two a days that they're grinding out these team previews uh, for all thirty two teams in the National Football League, make sure to get over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, dot Check that out. But make it make make it easier for yourselves. Just download the SGPN app, guys. It's all right there at the uh, at your fingertips. Um, Rod, AFC North today, my man. I was joking with you uh, before we got on. I was like, could you have picked a more difficult this uh more difficult division for us to start off uh this campaign for the 2022 2022 season? A lot of question marks in this division. We did get some news about Deshaun Watson, but I, I found like when I was trying to find these player props, this was probably one of the more difficult ones uh that we had to kind of dig into. But I'll bet the bookmakers were just saying, you know what? Screw
1: it, let's just hear. <laughs> Because you're right. This has been, I mean, you talk about the Browns having all their question marks, the Steelers, uh, who knows what to think of Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers now. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, the Ravens who knows what to think with JK Dobbins. Like, yeah, there's so many questions. The only team that doesn't seem to have very many questions are the
0: returning AFC uh, champions and Bengals. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's really going to be an intriguing division for sure. But um, yeah, last season I think Dan and I had a great season doing these season long player props. I went seventeen and seven overall, thirteen and zero on under. So I, I think that that's something to to our let, let our listeners know. Rod is that my focus really is going. I know everybody likes betting the overs. We like seeing you know stats being put up and things like that, but. As we kind of get closer and closer to the season, these numbers may inflate a little bit as we're I know we're early in August here, but when people start getting down on these player props, these numbers might inflate a little bit. So do your do your shopping around, find the best number, whether you do like an over, you do like an under, whatever the case might be. But hopefully we can continue the success that we had last season going into this season. All right, Rod, AFC North. Let's start with our we'll start with um, We'll talk about each team. We'll we'll keep it short. We'll give our predictions on the win total as well. Um, don't we won't go through the uh, entire schedule, but we'll try to keep it within about you know five minutes for each team, and then we'll get into our season long player props. Let's just start with the the team that's been in the news, Rod. It's it's the Cleveland Browns, right? With the whole um, the civil suits that Deshaun Watson was facing, going back all the way to last year when he was with the Houston Texans. Uh, He was on the, I believe, the commissioner's exemption list last season. Didn't play a single game last year for the Texans, rightfully so. We finally get the official, I guess we can say, the suspension that came down from the judge earlier this week, which was on Monday, the first news that actually broke down on Monday, that he gets a six-game suspension, the first six games before this NFL season. Now, the NFL, I know we're recording here on Wednesday, but I think the NFL has until Thursday, to appeal that decision if they want to, if they think that it might, uh, if they think that he deserves, I should say, a longer suspension. That's a separate conversation. But let's quickly just touch on uh, Deshaun Watson. We'll get into the roster for the Cleveland Browns. But did you have a reaction about the news that did come down about the six-game suspension? Because personally, for me, I felt it was way too less for what's – things that have happened with other players around the league. Case in point, Calvin Ridley, Kareem Hunt type of those players, uh, what was your reaction when you heard about the Deshaun Watson news? I was surprised it was only six games. I mean, yeah. you got to figure the
1: the environment that we're surrounded in now, there is a very heavy hand that comes down when it pertains to this kind of stuff. And for this to be a six-game suspension, I mean, say what you will, but trends point to this should have been an entire season. Yeah. And and really, he got he. He got away with a, a very light sentence. So, I mean, you can also argue that, yeah, he, he's going to serve his time, whatever that time was was thought out to be. But, I mean, look, honestly, it, it almost feels like a crapshoot anymore. You never know what's going to ultimately happen until it does. So, for those of us who were thinking it was going to be longer than six uh, games, for those who thought it was going to be a half a season, an entire season – you know you just you, and at this point you play the hand you're dealt now th- what does that do for you personally do you do you draft uh, Deshaun Watson in your team do you take any bets on him that's up to you but i mean it just it's such a weird weird environment that we're in that you sit here and speculate on how long yeah. it is and if it was long enough
0: yeah and i think the consensus really is that it really wasn't long enough because we've seen Calvin Ridley who i believe i believe legally bet on an nfl game now i know that yeah as an nfl player it's a slap on the wrist where you shouldn't do that he bet 1500 on his team i believe to win that week and he got suspended for a full year now we're talking about deshaun watson where he had 30 plus civil uh lawsuits against him in a sexual assault case with women um that that there's it just seems like that the front office is of the NFL doesn't know what they're doing when they're handing out the suspension. I understand that this came from a judge, but this should I believe should, and I think you and I agree with this, and I think a lot of people do, is that he should at least minimum had been suspended for an entire year. Trevor Bauer from M- the MLB, um, for what he dealt with 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 a case that he had with a woman, he got suspended two full years from and the MLB. Just-
1: just for consistency' sake, off. that's that's yeah. all we're asking for. Just a right. little consistency in your in your sentences, like that's yeah. that's all we want.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's let's uh, let, let's put that aside because I think we've had enough Deshaun Watson talk uh, throughout this off season. So let's actually get in to the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, they they get Deshaun Watson for, from the Texans. They also added Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but this roster, uh, Rod, it, it's it's pretty loaded. I think we can say they have the best offensive line. I think they have the best running game. Wide receiver is kind of a question mark. The offensive line is absolutely fantastic. And then also the uh, front seven uh, ranks really high as far as how this – the positional ranks. And I, I use Warren Sharp. Shout out to Warren Sharp for the just the work that this guy and his team put in year in and year out. If you're not following Warren Sharp and you're not reading his Bible that comes out uh, right around July – you are you are not handicapping or uh, looking at NFL the right way. So when I when I talk about this positional ranking, it really comes from Warren Chubb because that's he, the, the guy puts a heart and soul into this stuff. So um, Cleveland Browns, what what are your thoughts here, man? I, I, I like Nick Chubb. I like the positional uh, uh, the positions that they do have. How they rank so high? Best offensive line. Best running game. Where are you kind of at with the uh, Cleveland Browns? And I should reference this as well. Right now on win bet that currently their win total is sitting at nine with heavy, heavy juice at minus 150 towards the over.
1: Yeah, and I kind of disagree with that. I mean, I, to be honest with you, in fact, I, I just gave out a prop a little bit ago that the Browns would be the last winless team. And I say that because now they start with six games with Jacoby Brissett under center. And mm-hmm. when he started for Miami, he only had two wins and five starts. For with the Dolphins, so Jacoby Brissett, as much as this running game is fantastic with Chubb and and uh, um, with Hunt, yeah, I'm telling you right now, that's not enough. Especially in this division, that is not enough to win games. Their schedule starts out a little soft. I'll give you, I'll give them that much. They play the Panthers, they play the Jets, they play the Steelers. Who who knows what the Steelers are? Then they play the Falcons and the Chargers. But then you know when when uh, Watson gets back, it's a tough road to hoe. He's got. The really Ravens, is. the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Bucks. Right, it doesn't lighten up until the Texans, and then he plays the Bengals and the Ravens again. So, this is a tough schedule, especially yeah. to start six games with a backup quarterback that has barely, uh, doesn't even have a winning record as a starter in the NFL.
0: And look, that Texans game. I, I know the Texans are projected to be one of the worst teams in in the entire NFL this upcoming season. But that's going to be a game that's that's circled on the Texans, uh, on the Texans schedule. Like they're going to be coming after Deshaun Watson's head in that game. So, um, and the, and again, that we talk about, you know, motivation standpoint. I think the Texans are really going to be fired up for that game as well. But yeah, you're right. I mean, even after the Texans, they they finish the season with the Bengals, the Ravens, the Saints. They have, I think, four of their last five uh, games are actually division games, right? Right? Bengals, Ravens, and then they have the Steelers in the week 18 as well. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a very, very difficult uh schedule for them uh after those first six games when Deshaun Watson does get back. Those things that might change for uh Deshaun Watson. But I mean yeah you're right. It's a it's a very difficult schedule uh for uh the Cleveland Browns. So I agree with you. I'm kind of leading towards taking the under uh, uh for the uh Cleveland Browns season win total. Anything else that kind of sticks out to you for this Cleveland Browns team? Uh, I know we'll get into the uh, the season long player props uh, in a bit, but anything else for the Browns that maybe our listeners need to know about?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you just keep an eye on what Amari Cooper can do for this team as well, right? I mean, this is a situation where he's going to be playing again with with Jacoby Brissett. So it, as yeah, you're handicapping the the player the player props, keep just keep that in mind that Jacoby Brissett he's not. <laughs> the starting material, or else he would already be a starting quarterback in the NFL week in and week out. So, yeah. temper expectations.
0: I think early on in the season, right, what you where we might want to take a look at is probably the running game and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb getting those touches before Deshaun Watson does come back for the uh, Cleveland Browns. Because I'm not very convinced about their receiving core either. But you know, Deshaun Watson, the player, the quarterback he he's a guy that can make you know your receivers look good because i've seen that time and time again i know he did have deandre hopkins uh with him before he got traded to the cardinals but you know there there's been times where he's he's made guys that have been late draft picks or unsigned free agents look pretty good and i'm i'm not convinced about this this wide receiving group right we talked about amari cooper but after that okay donovan people jones um they did get uh david and joku back as well but I feel like, that at least for those first six weeks, it's going to be the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt show uh, Rod. Yeah,
1: I mean that's really all you can do at that point. You got to put your hand the, the ball in the hands of your best players, and those two are the best players right now. You want to try to get Amari Cooper involved, but again, right, he's going to either be running crossing routes or or because I don't think Jacoby Brissett can get it to him deep consistently.
0: Yeah. All right, so so the next team uh, I want to kind of discuss here, and I think we talked about this at the top of sh- at the top of the show, is a team that probably has a lot of question marks, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And their win total right now, sitting on win bet, is at seven and a half. From what I've been reading from Reddit and 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 you know things that have been been getting posted on our Discord channel in the NFL channel, um, that there's a lot of question marks here at that quarterback position, right? They drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round. Uh, they have Mitchell Trubisky, which I've been reading on Twitters um, on with the local guys and the B reporters there that he hasn't looked very good or he hasn't he hasn't looked like the guy that they hope that he could be to lead this team uh, at least early on in the season. Same things I've heard about Kenny Pickett as well. Those things can change obviously for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Ben Roethlisberger retires um, now. You have a, a a a question mark at the quarterback position here, but. Pittsburgh Steelers, seven and a half. Uh, we can start with the roster here. What do you think about this quarterback situation here, Rod?
1: Yeah, surprise,
0: surprise. Mitch Trubisky is not the guy that
1: you thought he was going to be. Uh, <laughs> you can ask any any Bears fan uh, exactly how that happened. But, you know, they, they are they're here. So yeah. what do they do now? I mean, they, they can't necessarily go out and get another one. Uh, and if Pickett's not coming along fast enough, like you're replacing Big Ben. And, 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 you know, you knew it was going to happen eventually. And in fact, the writing was on the wall for a couple of seasons that you're going to have to do it. And the best you can do is go out and get Mitch Trubisky. I, I'm not quite sure uh, what what's going on, but uh, this, is a, this is a situation where now the Steelers are going to have to rely on Najee Harris. They're going to have yeah. to hope that uh, DeAndre Johnson, or Deontay Johnson, rather, can really step up and, and make his, whichever quarterback is throwing on the ball, a little better than he is and in fact spoiler alert i've got a i've got a player prop on him later on but you know to me this is a, this is where mitch trubisky has got to prove that he can get this done at least until the fans get enough of it and and want to bring in the rookie so you know I, this is a very short leash in my opinion because steelers fans already have suffered through many many seasons of inconsistent play sometimes with ben roethlisberger getting hurt and then somebody else coming in, so they're they're used to this roller coaster ride. But I think they want it to stop. And so if they're putting all their hopes in their rookie, then they're probably going to want to see him sooner rather than later. And and look, Moonoff, we see this all the time, anyways. We saw it with Justin yeah. Fields, see it with Trey Lance. Like they they want to bring in the rookie, like they want to yeah. bring in the freshman. So Mitch is on a very short leash this season. So I would not touch any sort of props for Mitch because I don't think he's even going to finish the season unless they're all unders.
0: Yeah, I think that there was a a particular prop last year where I took with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was with the uh, then Washington football team that eventually I knew that at some point that. um, Sorry, that Tyler Heineke was probably going to come back because he, he was pretty good for them the prior year, but he got hurt in that first week. Uh, did Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I, think, I don't think he returned for the rest of the season. I think he had like 28 uh, passing yards, and I took the under. He was like 3,900 yards for him. So, you know, injuries uh, again factor in. We have these veteran quarterbacks, like they're looking over their shoulder because they drafted Kenny Pickett fairly high in that first round. Did the Pittsburgh Steelers? The one thing that I guess we we I hash uh, I think I should mention and we should discuss is that since Mike Tomlin has took over as the head coach of this football team. He hasn't had a losing season, and uh, there's been a couple eight and eight 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 and eight records in there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But again, it feels like that this is a quarterback driven league. And when if you don't have that head honcho guy at that quarterback position, where there, you, where there's a lot of question mark for this team, I'm not so sure. It just still feels to me seven and a half it seems a little conservative conservative because I feel like they do have the right guy at that head uh, head coaching position. But at the same time, they're going to have to come up with those game plans. or really rely on the defense uh, for this team to have success uh, this year, uh, especially in this division. So, I'm leaning towards the, uh, the uh, over seven and a half here. I think they can get to eight wins. I know it's a 17 game season now, so I think this this is a team where they can get to eight wins here, Rod. What do you think?
1: I'm not worried. I think they will get to eight wins, and and we you know kid about Trubisky. And we kid that he's not necessarily the the golden haired quarterback that he needs to, but the only losing season that he ever had as a quarterback with the Bears was 2017, his first year as a 4-8 and eight record. He went on to rip off 11-3, and 8-7, and 6-3. and three. So, you know, Trubisky, we joke about him, but he hasn't had a losing cor- uh, record as a quarterback. He's 29-21. So, I mean, I, I think he can get them at least to five or, or maybe six wins before they pull the hook on him. And and then maybe Pickett can win a couple more in in the rest of the season. So yeah, I'm I'm inclined to take you over on this one. I know it's juiced over, so everybody pretty much yeah. agrees on that one. But yeah,
0: yeah. And he has a um, career record, like you just mentioned. I mean, you just mentioned the the numbers for uh, Mitch Trubisky, 29 and 21 as a starter or as a quarterback in this league uh, is uh, his record. So yeah, I, I with Mike Tomlin there, the, the, I think they'll find a way to at least get eight wins here uh for the course of the 2022 2023 season um looking at this team uh, defensively rod i know that the o-line is not very good the uh, with warren shop's ranking of the 29th um they they ranked the quarterback position 29th for the steelers 30 offensive line Najee harris i think that is going to be where the, he's going to have to be their workhorse again he had a pretty good rookie season but I, I think that it's really going to have to be on that front seven defense and, and that the that, that defense is really going to have to be really what kind of, I guess, helps the offense, for lack of better words, by creating those turnovers for them and maybe giving them a short field and giving them the opportunity to score some points. But when you have you know T.J. Watt in that front, front seven, you're always going to have a chance, right? And I've seen that uh, multiple times when J.J. Watt, his brother, was with the Texans that when you have these type of uh, players, that there always there's always a chance that you're going to be competitive um, for this team. But do you have any thoughts on this defense for the uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers?
1: They'll need to be the steel curtain again. They really will. Uh, their offense is probably not going to score as many points as they want, so they're going to have to keep teams from scoring points themselves. And yeah, TJ Watt's really going to have to put this this defense on his back and just pick it up the slack for an offense that may not perform. As well as most Steeler fans may hope for, and it will come down to Najee Harris on that side too. If he can control the the line of scrimmage, if he can control the ball, if he can control the clock, help control the clock, and yeah. take the pressure off of Trubisky, then that defense may not have to work quite as hard. It, it, it's difficult to be a defense on a on a team where the offense is three and out or even you know five plays and punt because you're on the field so much. So you know these guys are going to have to condition. A lot because they're yeah. going to, have to probably be on the field quite a bit this season.
0: Yeah, and they do face a, a very difficult um, pass defense uh, schedule this upcoming season. I mean, right at the top, I think in the first seven weeks, they face four defenses that are ranked uh, positionally in the, in the top 10, which is going to be the Browns, which ranked number four, the Buffalo Bills at two, the Buccaneers at six, and the Miami Dolphins who are ranked seventh as far as past defenses. And then to wrap up the season, three out of the final five weeks, they uh, do face defense that are top five. They face the Ravens twice and then the Browns again. So there might not be a lot there to play for for the um, Steelers at that point. But again, you kind of do have to keep that in mind that they do play um, these tough defenses uh, on in the course of their schedule. So uh, definitely we will uh, be talking uh, think a lot about the Steelers and Najee Harris' this upcoming season. Do you have anything else for the Steelers, uh, Rod?
1: Yeah, this is going to be a wild ride, man. I got it. Again, just like the Browns, you're going to have to get your
0: popcorn ready. Cause this is going to be a hell of a season to watch for them. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Before we get over to the final two teams of the uh, AFC North, let me tell you guys about our uh, presenting sponsor. WinBet. are you thinking about joining WinBet? Well, now is a perfect time with football season here. Um, new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet and if you're betting baseball some of you guys do listen to the MLB gambling podcast you have to check out win bets uh their reduced juice hour uh in baseball games and make them the best place to bet on MLB games because it's that reduced juice and you don't have to pay that tax plus the win bet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus for up to one $1000. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to win bet so they know we sent you. That's right. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And of course, like I mentioned, Come join the SGPN Discord server. It's a lot of fun in there to, you know, just sweat out bets together. I know Rod talked about the NASCAR. Every weekend uh, we're in there, we're sweating out these bets, every single channel. It's going to happen for the NFL season, uh, mark my words, and you want to get in there uh, and make some friends. So make sure to check out the new Discord server for SGPN. Like I said, it's a perfect place to interact with other people. Sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. And all you have to do to get into that Discord server is just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, Rod, let's get over to the next game, or next game, the next uh, team in the AFC North. And I think it's going to be a team that that dealt with a lot of injuries last season, uh, and that is the Baltimore Ravens, right? Last season before the season even got started, they lost. I think three players, which was JK Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and they also lost Marcus Peters to season ending injuries before that season even started. Lamar Jackson missed the final five games of the regular season due to an ankle injury. I know they put some of those guys or guys like JK Dobbins um, and uh, Gus Edwards on, on the, uh, on the pup list. So they may not be starting the season with them, but the biggest thing is they get Lamar Jackson back. He's in a contract year, it looks like it's going to be time for Lamar Jackson to ball out and get the money that he does, I think rightfully deserve. But for the win total purposes, right now, um, I am currently seeing a nine and a half for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. A lot of um, a lot of talk has been surrounding this team, the Baltimore Ravens, to possibly win this division. I believe they are right now currently favored on win bet to win this division. Like I mentioned, to get a lot of their guys back. Um, Where are you with this team? Let's start with Lamar Jackson because he is the conversation for the Baltimore Ravens who's due to get paid um, for uh, our first next contract, I should say, because guys like Kyler Murray got paid. You know, Lamar Jackson is probably going to be balling out this season to be one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid quarterback uh, in the entire NFL Rod.
1: Yeah, you almost want to just take every single over on Lamar Jackson (laughs) season. Doesn't matter what the number is, but yeah, it's it's going to be for him. Look, he's already the most lethal part of that entire offense. We know this already. We know that he can rush. He's he's a uh, a running back one and a quarterback two. I'm not going to say he's a quarterback one uh, because he doesn't throw for very many touchdowns and or uh, throw for very many yards, but he's definitely a dual threat if ever there was one in this league. So I just, I have a feeling that if JK Dobbins is unable to start this season, you just watch out because I'm, I'm sure Lamar is going to want to tuck the ball and run a lot more this season as well. So he's going to be trying to prove his worth. And this team, as far as win totals concerned, look, I know that they won eight games last season, but like you said, there was a lot of A lot of crazy. There's injuries to Lamar, injuries to JK, injuries to so many people. So now we're asking them to win at least two more games and compete with the Bengals at 10 wins, right? We know the Steelers probably won't get nine wins this year. The Browns probably won't get eight wins this year. So that that gives the Ravens a couple more wins. I almost feel like the over here is the play uh, and, and to give you at least 10 wins on the season for the Ravens, because now. Especially if they do get J.K. Dobbins back, that's a big pi- that's a big piece of the puzzle. You know, he's he's a solid running back that they need, um, and and of course Lamar's going to be Lamar. So, yeah, I mean, I, I almost am inclined to go ahead and give them those two more wins, just from the simple fact that they could take it from the Browns and the Steelers.
0: Look, last season before he got injured, um, they were eight and three before he went down, and, and like I said, because he missed the final six weeks or five or five, six weeks of the season. Um, they lost every single one of those games without Lamar Jackson, and you know this season they have the 11th easiest schedule um, for the 2022-2023 year, according to Warren Sharp. Um, and you kind of look at their schedule. I mean, it, it starts off with their their first four opponents, I believe, are that AFC East division. They have the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Bills. Um, you know, I think that I certainly see a possibility where they just go three and one within the first four games, and again. You you just mentioned that they have the, it's the contract year for Lamar Jackson. Like you want to take all the overs for him because you know that he's just going to go out and play well for the Baltimore Ravens. But I think the health has been the biggest thing for me for this uh, for this team. And if it's not within the first two weeks, eventually you're going to get guys like J.K. Dobbins back. They also had Ryan Stanley last last year who was injured for this team as well. Uh, you know the defense is going to be good again. Um, So I I think that for me, I agree with you. This is probably one of my favorite win total. Best bets is that Ravens team total to go over nine and a half. And I also kind of do like them to win this division as well. Um, But yeah, again, they had injury. They they had bad luck on the injury side last season. You get you're getting those guys back. This team is going to be better. They did lose Hollywood, Hollywood Brown to the Arizona Cardinals um, this uh, offseason where they traded him for that first round pick. But I think this is going to be the year where Rashawn Bateman is going to have to really ball out for that wide receiving group. You still have Mark Andrews who's coming off a career year for the Baltimore Ravens. And we know that defense is going to be the defense as it is year in and year out. So I'm really high on this Baltimore Ravens team coming into this season. I like Lamar Jackson for MVP. I like the over for the Ravens on their win total. I like him for the division. I'm also probably going to sprinkle a little bit for them to at least get to the AFC championship championship game and possibly the Super Bowl as well. But um I know you said you like the over on their win total. Beyond that, as far as Super Bowl odds or anything like that for this team, do you, what else do you like? Well, it's funny, off because I was not necessarily
1: as high on the Ravens as I am now. Talking this through with you, like you, you just convinced me to go higher on the Ravens than I than I was initially. <laughs> um, I, look, I, I have a feeling that we could probably see them in the AFC Championship. I'm not sure that I'm ready to say that they're Super Bowl yet okay. um, because they still have to deal with the Chiefs who even though they lost Tyreek Hill, I mean, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, right? They're going to continue to dominate. I see a lot of big things for the Bengals, so they really do have to make a pass. The Bengals, I think, are still the benchmark team, which is kind of weird to say at this point, but I think they're still the benchmark team in that division, and the Ravens, however they stack up in the regular season against them, that's going to go a long way in showing you where they're going to be at the end of the year, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I think that – yeah, you're right. I think that Bengals may still be the class of of the uh, AFC North, and we'll get to them in a minute here. But I, I don't know. I just like the upside right now that the Baltimore Ravens do have. I mean, this team last season really didn't have a running game. when We talked about the injuries, but they were still 8-3, and three, and I think their their schedule – like I said, they start off with the first four against AFC East division opponents. They have – you know, they play the – obviously they have their division opponents as well. Last season, they were 1-5 and five in the division, Rod – and and seven of their eight wins came outside of the division. So if they're able to correct that uh, and get some of those division wins – and I know I think uh, – and I'm trying to look up their um, – Well,
1: look, Munaf, I'll tell
0: you right now. Oh, go ahead. They,
1: over their last – over their last, what, seven weeks, they've got the Jaguars. Yeah. They've got the Steelers twice, and then they've got the Broncos. I, I mean – can, can you point me a better? I mean, the Broncos may give them a, a rough time with Russell Wilson, but yeah. they're still the Broncos. Like, they're going to probably handle the Jaguars. That's two games against the Steelers and then the Falcons. So I feel like those are games that can easily be, you know, three and one, like you had said, or or yeah. even, you know,
0: all four wins or five wins. Yeah. And and last season when Lamar Jackson got did get injured in those final five weeks, they had three division games in that span. They played uh, the Browns, they played the Bengals, and they played uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And also, they played the Green Bay Packers in that uh, in that schedule. And they also had the uh, defending Super Bowl champions in Week 17 against the Rams in that uh, that uh, the Week 17 game as well. So it was a very tr- tough schedule for them down the stretch with division games and playing two uh, superior opponents in the NFC. So. Um, yeah, I, I do like the Ravens here. I, I think that again, I, with a healthy Lamar Jackson, with a guy that's coming into a contract year, we always talk about you probably want to take the overs uh, on a guy like Lamar Jackson, but we'll, we'll get to that uh, here in a second. But anything else for this uh, Baltimore Ravens team? I know we didn't talk about the defense a lot here, but you know, they, they get. They have Michael Pierce. They have Clay's Campbell. Patrick Queen is going to be. It's another year under his belt uh, with uh, playing professional football. The secondary with Kyle Fuller, Marcus Peters. I know we saw the video clip of uh, Kyle Hamilton getting smoked a little bit in practice, but I, I think that's going to be okay. Marlon Humphrey as well. So I think this defense is going to be, you know, back to being a top defense. And oh, by the way, you have Justin uh, Tucker, what the best, uh, the best uh, kicker. Maybe of all time uh, on your on your team as well. so I, I think that in all three phases of uh, of a of of a football team, they, they kind of check the box for me here, Rod
1: man, start the Baltimore Ravens hype train because moon is is conducting that thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am the conductor of that train. so if they uh end up winning like seven games, I will be the first to admit that uh, I was completely wrong about this team. All right, Ron, let's get to the last uh, team of this division, which is the Cincinnati Bengals, the defending AFC champions, led by Jamar Chase, who had an incredible year last year, uh, the rookie of the year. I'm still bitter about that because I did have Mac Jones, uh, but he deserved it. And again, Joe Burrow had an absolutely fantastic year as well for the um, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Their win total is also at 9.5 over on win bet. It may be moving towards 10 uh, for this team, but... Look, they they pretty much bring back the same roster. They added Hayden Hurst at that tight end position. They did try to improve the offensive line, which was a question mark for them last season. Definitely. And we saw that flaw in the Super Bowl last year where Aaron Donald and company were able to get pressure on Joe Burrow. Uh, but where are we at with this Bengals team coming into this year, Rod? A lot of people talk about the Super Bowl hangover with teams that you know kind of regress um at least to start of the season because they do have that super bowl hangover but what are your thoughts on this team coming into the 2022 2023 season
1: boy you get this at 9 you grab that i mean that there's no way that i can see them losing or or winning less than 9 games this year it's it's crazy to me yeah okay there is such thing as the super bowl hangover sure but here's the thing this is a young team like they don't know what they don't know yet like they're going to come in as the Super Bowl champions, and and they're so young that they're going to come back in fired up, and like you just said, they're bringing in a majority of what they came uh, into the into the Super Bowl game with. So these guys are still fired up after last season, and and I think their youth and their inexperience as far as what to expect in the next season as defending Super Bowl champions uh, is going to go a long way in carrying them into this this next year. And look, this is a seventeen game schedule, so. Uh, they are. They won ten games last year with what they had—a uh, rookie receiver, um, you know, a second-year quarterback, and and Joe Mixon. So I have a feeling that this could be a twelve, or even a thirteen-win team in in twenty twenty-two because they've got so much talent. It's so young, and and they're just about to blow the doors off of the rest of the AFC. I think.
0: Yeah, the, the second half of the season, uh, their schedule really makes me nervous about taking it over with this Bengals team. And if we, we want to start with week 12, uh, they have Titans, the Chiefs, uh, the Browns, the Bucks, the Patriots, the Bills, and then the Ravens to close out the season. Let me double check that because I am using my spreadsheet from last year. Oh, you're right. I know Am I right? Okay. Yeah, I think that, that that's pretty difficult there, Rod, for me at least. And and I think that you know you're right that hey they do have a lot of young talent in this team, but I also believe that teams now have tape on Jamar Chase, and I know speed kills, and, and, and this guy is probably one of the fastest guys as far as creating separation, and, and Joe Burrow just finding him over the top. But I feel like I don't want to say that Jamar Chase is going to regress because I don't think that's going to be the case. I just feel like they're going to find more ways to find uh find more ways to use. Um, Jamar Chase in the offense, whether it's screen passes, whether it's you know tunnel screens, or whatever the case might be. But um, that that second half of the schedule really makes me nervous. They do have a stretch where they have four out of five games after their bye week. Rod, um, I'm sorry that that's the Cleveland Browns. But again, that that second half of the schedule is really making me nervous for this team. But um, uh, do I see a window where they do win ten games? Yeah, I mean they have the talent. They proved it last year, and again that improvement on the offensive line. Uh, is I think that's going to bode well for this team, man. When you have you know Joe Mixon in your backfield, talk about Jamar Chase, you still have T Higgins, you still have Tyler Boyd, you add in Hayden Hurst to this roster. So, offensively, I think this team is going to be you know right there again. But, um, I want to take the under on this team, but I, it, it, I think that number is spot on. I think that either they end up with nine, personally, I think they either end up with nine wins or 10 wins. I think that number at nine or nine and a half overall win bet is pretty spot on
1: well the good news is they only play the bills once this
0: season uh and and that
1: kind of helps them too a little bit so they don't have to try to split games with the bills uh but you know if they can split with the ravens they've got the panthers they've got the saints the falcons the dolphins to start the season i mean they almost could go almost undefeated if they can hang with the the cowboys Uh, But, you know, it's just they can get to probably six or seven wins before their bye week. So all they got to do is win two more after that. And they're, you know, they're they're there or at least three more after that. And then they're there.
0: It's yeah, that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, not, yeah, I'm very going to be very intrigued to see that that after their bye week where that that uh, schedule really toughens up for them to see how this team responds. But yeah, this is going to be one of the teams I believe that we are definitely going to be talking about as the season progresses here Um, with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, just probably just ripping it up again uh, during the regular season. Um, I know we had talked a lot about the offense, but do you have any thoughts on this team defensively? Uh, I know we haven't even talked a lot about that, but their positional ranks right now according to Warren Sharp, uh, for this Bengals team is, let me see here. So um, their front seven ranks number 19, but their secondary is a top 10 secondary um, going into this season. But do you have any thoughts on their defense?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, they were good enough last year to to hold off a lot of, of very potent offenses. So, I, again, I have a feeling that they're going to continue to do so and and really present a lot of problems for the the folks in their division, because they do have to deal with the likes of Lamar Jackson. They do got to deal uh, with Najee Harris and they got to deal with all those guys. So, you know, they were able to do it last season and, and there were a lot of people returning still, you know, they got Eli Apple, all that stuff going on. It's, yeah, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be a good defense still, and that it's going to carry them. Hopefully I, I, I like their defense a little better than the Steelers defense right now, as far mm. as what they present.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, um, as far as your secondary, yeah. I mean, it, we kind of take a look at it. Warren Sharp has said that he has, I believe, the Steelers at uh, 24 as far as their secondary. And and the uh, Bengals are top 10. So I'm not going to argue that too much with you there. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting how this team really responds after making the Super Bowl last year where nobody expected them to be there. At least I didn't for sure. Uh, but they, they found a way. They they beat some um opponents they beat the chiefs twice last year so no this team definitely might be a team of the future especially led by a quarterback like joe burrow do you have anything else for this uh Bengals team no nope. i mean not much more we can break down until we get to the props but yeah this is uh it's gonna be a great team i think still yeah 100 all right so before we get into our season-long player props for the afc north division let me tell you guys about IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com. Slash S G P. All right, Rod, it's time to put our money where our mouth is and why the listeners are here. And it is for our season long player prop bets for the AFC North Division. Uh, I will let you lead it off, my man. Let us start with the quarterback position. Um, and I will also rattle off dance picks. So I'm gonna give you the floor first, buddy. Uh, what is your season long player prop for a quarterback? in this AFC North division.
1: A lot of pressure on this one. Um, all right. Well, listen, I know that we we talk about smashing the unders uh, on these ones, but I'm going to tell you right now, I am all about the overs in this because there's a lot of overs that I found that I like. And, and it starts with Lamar Jackson. Cause we were talking about the fact that he's going to ball out. Is it a contract year? And his number right now for passing touchdowns is set at 24 and a half. I want the over on that, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, okay, last season, obviously, he was hurt, so he couldn't get to the numbers that he was used to. He only had 16. But in the two seasons before, they had 26 and 36. Now, 26 was in a season that had 16 games, right? So he was still over this number in one less game. I understand that probably the, under, or the, the number on this is assuming that he might get injured again. But this is a contract year, just like Moonoff said, you would have to break this dude's both legs, I think, and an arm for him to not be on the field this season. So he's going to play through whatever it is that the little bumps and bruises that he gets, and he's going to try to get way over this mark. So 24 and a half is, is a, is a pretty conservative number in my opinion, considering that, you know, 36 touchdowns in 2019, that was a career year for him. So, yeah. I, I give me the over twenty-four and a half. I know we like unders on this show, oh uh Moon off, but you can't ignore what Lamar Jackson's gonna do this season. And I think he's gonna throw at least twenty-five, twenty-six touchdown passes easy.
0: Yeah, and that and that's a narrative uh, we are going with with Lamar Jackson, is right? The 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 uh the it, this is a year where he's gonna have to perform to earn top dollar, top, top money from, uh, you know, whether it's from the Ravens or from another team. But I mean, yeah, like you said, the year that he won MVP back in 2019, he had 36. 2020 year, the COVID year, 26 touchdown passes. Last season, he only had 16. But I think that, you know, again, the, he missed the final five weeks of the season. And who knows, he probably could have gotten over that number as well. And, and there's there's been a lot, of that narrative that's been out there with Lamar Jackson about, Oh, he's not a passing quarterback. Oh, he can't throw the ball. Oh, he can't throw the ball 15, 20, 30 yards down the field. But I mean, the, the passing touchdown stats are there for him. And again, last season, we would, we don't know what would have happened if he would have played the final five games, but he had 16 up until the time that he couldn't return and, and play with that ankle injury. So I'm behind this as well. I'm on Lamar Jackson props here as well. So I'll just give you mine and. It's going to be I'm going I'm going to be bold here I, and I, I like taking the unders but I'm going to go with the over on his passing yards. It's right now it's at 3550 and a half passing yards. Last season before he got injured he was right around 2800 passing yards and I'm I'm asking Lamar Jackson this season to get over this number and have a career high in passing yards. He was trending in that right direction last season. He I think that he would have gotten over this number easily if he would have played maybe in even three or four more games last season because you know he only needed about 700 more passing yards within a four to five uh game range which would have been less than 200 passing yards per game but i think that in a in in a year where lamar jackson that keeps saying that it is his contract year that i think that he's just going to come out and play well and he's going to get over you know 3,500 passing yards that he may get into the range of Thirty, uh, sorry, 1,000 rushing yards because we've seen him do it multiple times in his career where he's had 1,000-plus uh, rushing yards in his career and or in a season, he's done it twice. And looking at their schedule this season, as far as passing defenses on and what their average is, um, the average rank that they do have is around, let me see here, pull up that number. Um, it, it's at a league average. But that final there's a stretch where they go from week 14 to week 18 that final quarter of the season where they play the Steelers twice who don't have a very good secondary they play the Falcons who don't have a very good secondary they play the Jaguars who don't have a very good secondary and they play the Jets at week one whose past defense ranks number 22 so I think that there's there's and they also have the Giants which ranked number 31 so you kind of see where i'm getting at i think that narrative for us really is that again he's in a contract year, rod so you're taking the over on his passing yards uh i'm taking the over on it. sorry passing touchdowns for you i'm taking over on his passing yards and i'll throw dan's out there dan he is taking lamar jackson but he's gonna go under on his uh rushing touchdowns yeah that number right now is at six and a half for uh lamar jackson And I'm trying to pull up his numbers here on what he has done in his career uh, as far as passing or sorry, uh, rushing touchdowns in his career. But if you have any thoughts on that, uh, Rod, on his on number one, my passing yards, and then if you also have any thoughts on the rushing touchdowns for Lamar Jackson uh, as Dan's uh, player prop for the quarterbacks in this division.
1: Well, so as far as the passing yards is concerned, he only had, what, on games that he started and finished, he only had less than 200 yards twice in the course of the entire season. And in fact, in that span, he didn't have anything less than 230 yards when he was when he was uh, on the field in a game. So that pace, you're right. That pace sort of played out to where it would have been right around that number. So I, I like that over uh, as well because this is his contract year. As far as the rushing is concerned, uh, he had... Two years of seven rushing touchdowns back to back in 2019-2020. So, uh, what was the number at again? Six was- and a half. Six and a
0: half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's taking the under on that one. Yeah, and I, I, and, I, and and I'll jump in here. I think that another reason why that might be is that eventually they're going to get this running game back, right? You're going to get Gus Edwards. You're going to get you know J.K. Dobbins back as well on this roster, and, and maybe you don't really really have to rely on Lamar's legs to get those touchdowns when you have guys where you can, you can just turn around and hand the ball off to, and especially we've seen, you know, quarterbacks get injured in that red zone, right? When you're on the one or two yard line and trying to sneak it in, um, you know, we saw what happened with Patrick Mahomes a couple of years ago. So um, I think that might be something that, you know, I can get behind on this under, I know seven, seven is like right on that number where he it in 2019 and 2020, but I think this might be a year where, Passing might be the more of a focus for Lamar Jackson. Again, he does have those running backs in the backfield um, where he can just hand the ball off to not have to worry about getting those uh, rushing touchdowns.
1: And and I'll add this. He had two rushing touchdowns last season. Both of them were in the game against Kansas City. He did not have a rushing touchdown the rest of the season. And, of course, we know we miss, he missed some games. But in games that he actually played and started and finished, he only had one game with two touchdowns. So the rushing touchdowns were not an uh, emphasis for him last season and that bared out. So I think that's also what Dan was looking at as well is that there wasn't that much of a need for him to to be the guy to rush touchdowns. And and I think a lot of them too he broke long runs for those touchdowns. It wasn't necessarily a short yardage either. So yeah, I, I like that because again, you saw it last season that it wasn't necessarily an emphasis for him to be that running touchdown guy.
0: I agree so just to recap the quarterback ones we are all on uh, lamar jackson here in different ways uh so dan is going to take the under on lamar jackson's rushing touchdowns at six and a half i am on the over on his passing yards of 3550 and a half passing yards for lamar jackson and uh rod is going to take the over 24 and a half passing touchdowns for lamar jackson so lamar if you're listening to the pod no pressure my man just make sure you're passing the ball getting the touchdowns but you're not running them in uh for our season-long player props here all right let's get into some skill position uh player props here for this afc north division uh rod i'll let you go first here my man what is your first uh skill position player prop here May sound a little
1: counterintuitive as far as what we were talking about with the Steelers and how their their situation's just a mess over there. But I'm going to go ahead and take the over on Deontay Johnson. It's a thousand and a, it's a one thousand point five receiving yards for the season. And look, <clears throat> DeAndre, uh, Deontay has, has I won't say DeAndre, Deontay has taken so many lumps over the last few years as far as just what he's had to deal with at quarterback. He had eleven 1, hundred and sixty-one yards last season, and that was a a great year for him. Nine twenty-three the year before in twenty twenty, again just dealing with uh, Ben Roethlisberger and injuries, and and dealing with different uh, s- situations there. So, look, Deontay Johnson is going to be the number one now. Juju Smith-Schuster is gone. There's no. There's no. It was buddy hindering, I think, his upside here, and he's going to be the guy that's going to have to, to handle it. We know Mitch Trubisky has at least thrown to a thousand yard receiver in Allen Robinson once before. He's capable of doing it, and Deontay Johnson is capable of being a thousand yard receiver. So all we're asking him to do is catch 1,001 yards on the season, something he's fully capable of doing, whether that's Mitch Trubisky, whether that's Pickett. I, I don't, whoever it is. They're going to be looking for DeAndre Johnson or Deontay Johnson. Why do I keep
0: saying DeAndre? I'm going to keep a tracker. That's, four, uh, that's three, for the, three for the season so far.
1: <laughs> I'm going to put that <laughs> in the square, Uh DeAndre Johnson is capable of doing it. DeAndre Johnson, wherever he's at. But yeah, that, that's where my, my first uh, player prop is.
0: Look, um, mine kind of coincides with the same one, but I'll get to your DeAndre Johnson uh, point here. And your prop here is, is this was one that I was looking at as well. Um, and only for the reason, not only for the reason, but you you rattled off the stats there that this guy has been, you know, one of those players that has been on right there at the at the at the doorstep of a thousand receiving yards for this uh, for this team. So, and again, you go back to last season with Deontay Johnson. You said it that he had what eleven hundred last season? Um, yeah, eleven 1, hundred sixty-one receiving yards last season with ben roethlisberger again if we look at the targets as well it's increased for him from 2019 his first year in the in the nfl Ninety two, hundred forty four, hundred sixty nine. 169 and i know that was with ben roethlisberger and you have a different quarterback we talked about mitchell trubisky kenny pickett whoever the you know quarterback is going to be for the steelers team but i'll also say this is that my barber is a huge steelers fan and, and you know like many of us we follow teams where, you know we read about the reports and he's he really, really is intrigued and then loves Deontay Johnson as the guy for this team as far as a number one wide receiver because he talked about how great his work ethic is and how much time he puts in to being one and trying to be one of the best, you know, wide receivers in this league. And you know, I, I think that I do like that for Deontay Johnson. And I think that he can get over this number, which makes me feel better that you took it over on one of the guys and I took it under on the other guy on this roster, which is chase Claypool. And I'm going to go under 725 and a half receiving yards for him. No Claypool coming into the season or coming into the NFL, his first year, he did have 873 receiving yards, 860 last year. I know he's gone over this number in both of those uh, first two seasons, but I think this is what's really telling me is that the books are not really trusting the quarterback situation for the pittsburgh steelers and i am not a chase claypool guy i'm not very high on him he's he's been a guy that you know his first year that he did appear in 16 games he started six games but i feel like this 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 team is really gonna struggle at that quarterback position and and getting the ball to their wide receivers i'm so high on deontay johnson is the guy that i would draft but all, you also have to keep in mind. There's a lot of been a lot of buzz about George Pickens as well coming out of training camp for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think that somebody's gonna have to may have to take a back seat, and it might be a guy like Chase Claypool. Last season, I was on Juju Smith-Schuster's over. He got er, er, hurt early in the year, but I think I, I'm not a guy that I believe that Chase Claypool is going to be the guy. He may be that red zone target for this team, um, you know, because he does have a big frame at six foot four. I just don't think that he's going to be the guy that's going to be catching the the or getting the receiving yards for this team. So I'm going to take the under here on uh, Chase Claypool to get under this receiving yards number uh, for this uh, Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Uh, Rod,
1: rightfully so. You look back at what Trubisky's done to his receivers. He had Allen Robinson back in 2020 catching over 1,200 yards. The next best receiver in that Darnell Mooney at 631. Uh, you go back to 2019, Allen Robinson, 1147 in that. The next best uh, receiver in that, Anthony Miller at 656. In 2018, you didn't even have a 1,000-yard receiver. You had Allen Robinson at 754, and the next best one was Tariq Cohen at 725. Yeah, Trubisky can support exactly one number one receiver, and everybody else sort of falls by the wayside. So your, your analysis is actually spot on. I don't think Claypool is going to hit that number that he needs to hit to, to cash this over because it's going to be uh Deontay Johnson. And then just about everybody else is just going to get whatever's left over.
0: Yeah. All right, so let me tell you, uh, Dan's uh first skill position, um, season long player prop here. He's going with uh, T. Higgins over 975 and a half receiving yards for the, um, cincinnati Bengals. i'm sorry uh so the first two years for t higgins as a a receiver for the uh cincinnati Bengals. uh first year as a rookie he had 908 receiving yards last season even with all the um the uh, the incredible season i should say that jamar chase had where he had 1400 plus receiving yards and jamar chase t higgins still snuck in and, and had a thousand receiving yard season for the cincinnati Bengals at 1091 uh receiving yards he's uh, he's been pretty consistent about you know uh, how many games that he's started he started 14 each in his first two years um he's the targets have been there for him as well first year's rookie year 108 um targets and then 110 um in in the last year so i think that he's going to be around that same number as well but i think that one thing that I am looking at as far as T Higgins, and I do agree with this player prop from Dan, is that there might be more attention going to Jamar Chase's side now or, or defense is focusing on him and opening up the opportunities for guys like T Higgins and Tyler Boyd in this offense. And, I, and at a, a number that's uh, under 1,000 here, I do like the, or 1,000 receiving yards for T Higgins. I do like this to get over the number here for uh, uh, T Higgins going into the season for the Cincinnati Bengals, Rod.
1: Oh, for sure! It, it it's just amazing to me to think that a, a guy like T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd was all the rage, right? I mean, everybody was on Tyler Boyd as as the the guy that was going to be behind, uh, or at least even the number one at some point. But yeah, it was T. Higgins that stole the show, and he's continued to do so. So I think he's going to continue to thrive. We've seen that Burrow can can hit just about everybody and anybody he wants to hit, and if he wants to hit T. Higgins, then that's who he's going to hit, and if he wants to hit Jamar Chase, that's who he's going to want to hit. So. Um, I, I like the over on this as well. I, I still, like I said, when we were breaking down the team, I just still think this is a great offensive team. And I think that uh, Burrow is going to do some great things again this season. And that'll be supporting another couple of 1000 yard receivers and, you know, look out for Tyler Boyd too. not, not that he's going to hit a thousand yards, but, uh, yeah, he's going to, he's going to do fairly well for himself
0: as well. Yep. I agree. Um, all right, let's get over to our second uh, skill-positioned player prop here and uh, my last one for this division as well. Uh, Rod, I will let you lead this off also. What's your next uh, uh, player prop for this division? It's
1: funny. I had to erase this because I researched myself into the over on Nick Chubb. I was going to go Nick Chubb under yards. But then I got to thinking to myself, and I said, Well, yes, those first six games are going to be absolutely Nick Chubb's show. And the guy is is probably going to crank it out. So I'm going to go ahead and say Nick Chubb over uh, 1200 and a half yards. And it may not even be that much over, to be honest with you, but it'll be over. Last season, he had 1259 yards. The year before, he had 1,067. But before that, He had 1,494 yards. Give him more touches in the beginning of the season to front load, especially when he's healthy, especially when he's ready to go, right? I mean, at the end of the season, fatigue sets in. It's a little more difficult to, to grind out yardage. But at the beginning of the season, he's probably going to be very fresh. They're going to give him the ball quite often. And his touches over the last few seasons have been <laughs> incredible too. 228 touches, 298 in 2019. He only had 190, uh, obviously in that injury-shortened 2020. But look, you give Nick Chubb the ball at five and a half yards an attempt. Uh, yeah, he's going to absolutely throttle people and and kill it. So over tw- over 1,200.5 yards. I got to give it to him. He's probably going to get there and then some.
0: It makes a lot of sense because, you know, we talked about when we're talking about the teams earlier is that I said that the um, the offensive line for the uh, the Cleveland Browns ranks is coming in as season as as the best offensive line. And when you have the best offensive line, you're only going to see production coming out from your um, running backs. And Nick Chubb, I've been high on this guy. You know, ever since he came out of college from Georgia, right from his rookie year in 2018, all the way up to last season, two out of the four seasons, he has gone over this number. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot about his, his rookie year, because again, that was his first year. He probably wasn't a starter at that point uh, for the uh, Cleveland Browns, but over his last two seasons, he's gone over this number. He almost had 1500. He was uh, close to 1500 yards in the 2019 season. Uh did leave with some injuries in the 2020 season. Uh, missed four games there, but he was well equipped to get over that number. And um, uh, as well, last season, like you talked about, he had uh, over 1,200 passing—sorry, y- uh, rushing yards last season. He did miss, I think, two to three games as well there. So, the consistent part is about what you just said there, Rod. And I think the handicap on Nick Chubb is that he averages 5.3 carries—sorry, uh, 5.3 yards per attempt. And and when you have that type of firepower in your back uh, uh backfield with a guy like Nick Chubb, um, you're gonna utilize that as much as you can and take pressure off of your quarterback. So I like this. This was one I was looking at as well. I wanted I was right there with you. I did want to take the under because I thought that you know bringing in Deshaun Watson would enable them to maybe throw the ball a little more uh, in their offense. But again, when you have a reliable running back. With Nick Chubb, I think that's gonna just take pressure off of your quarterback um uh for uh, Deshaun Watson. And I think that you know Nick Chubb is gonna continue having that five plus you know yards per rush attempt for his team. Um I also went with Nick Chubb. Uh Rod, but I I went with the under on his um on his rushing touchdowns. And that number right now is at 10 and a half. So Rod, we're gonna be rooting for him to get all the rushing yards that he wants, but let's just hope that, you know, Kareem hunt is going to be that guy or when Deshaun Watson is back, he's going to be that guy running in the ball uh, into the end zone for them. If the case uh, uh, does come to that, but first three seasons or for his first four seasons, he's had three seasons where he's at exactly eight rushing touchdowns The one year where he did have more than 10 and a half was that 2020 year where he did have 12 rushing touchdowns. But for me is that you're bringing in a quarterback like Deshaun Watson When you're paying this amount amount of money, you're not just gonna get into that red zone and just hand the ball off to a guy like Nick Chubb, right? We want him to get as 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 many rushing yards as he wants, but I I think that Deshaun Watson is a quarterback that can also he can run the ball as well. And I think that's a weapon that they can utilize in the red zone or especially within the 10-yard line with a guy like Deshaun Watson, where it's you know they're faking the handoff to a guy like Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, and he's you know coming off and running the ball in himself or quarterback seeking as well. And I'm saying this because I've seen them do that with Deshaun Watson when he was with the Houston Texans. Um, But when you're bringing in a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, I think that it's obviously a significant upgrade over Baker Mayfield as far as accuracy and things like that. So I think that that Deshaun Watson, that passing touchdown yards are going to be there for him. But again, statistically looking at it for Nick Chubb, he also has to share the ball with uh, Kareem Jackson, uh in the red zone and and i think that you know he's going to be a guy that won't get as many touchdowns as he will um or a, a, that he hasn't in his career but i think those those rushing yards are still going to be there from so i'm banking on him not getting those rushing touchdowns this year i'm taking the under 10 and a half uh rushing touchdowns for nick chubb this upcoming season uh Rod Look, quite frankly, I don't think
1: they're going to be in enough scoring position chances at all over the first six games to even make a difference, to be honest with you. So I, I think yeah. even if he were to get the carries, I don't think they're going to be in position to score very often in those first six games. So that takes away at least two or three extra touchdowns for Chubb per game. So, yeah, I mean, he, he had eight In, like you said, all three of those seasons uh, and and 12 in that monster season that he had. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing a 10 touchdown season for, for Nick Chubb. Unfortunately, I I think he's going to get the yardage and he's going to try to get him close, but I don't think they're going to get close enough to, to score a lot in those first six games.
0: And let's get to Dan's last player prop. He has, he is going to go to the Steelers running back. He's taking Najee Harris here, uh, Rod. He's taking his rushing touchdowns, sorry, rushing yards and receiving yards. He's going with under 1,600 and a half for Najee Harris here. What are your thoughts on this one from Dan as his last one?
1: Well, I mean, we talked about what, going to need to happen for the Steelers to be actually productive, and and that's to lean on their playmaker. He was a rookie last season, right? He had 1,200 rushing yards, and he had 467 receiving yards, so what, that's 1667? Look at that quick math. Uh, And then what was the number set at?
0: 1,600 and a half, so 1,601 he would have to get.
1: So they want him to replicate his rookie season with a quarterback that is not Ben Roethlisberger, but again we talked about He's going to have to get this ball quite often, and he had what 307 rushing attempts last year. Um, and and That's look, I, yeah, it is a lot. And I think his his actually his receiving may go up a little bit, considering the fact that uh, they're going to need to probably dump the ball off a little more uh, in this offense. Ben Roethlisberger dumped it off enough, but I think they may have to do it a little more. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I see a very similar season for for Najee in this offense if not a little better in the rushing total because he's going to need to get the ball a lot like we talked about with nick chubb he's going to have to pick up the slack for his offense Najee harris is going to have to do the same so uh, it's a tough one i i, yeah. it is.
0: I think for me it, it, last year i wasn't very high on Najee on on, on Najee harris just because the offensive line is, is just not very good for the Steelers team. And and now when you have – and according to Warren Sharp, he has the Steelers quarterbacks group ranked number 29 out of 32 teams, and then he has the offensive line ranked 30th out of uh, 32 teams as well. And I, I kind of do agree with it, and I do agree with it because, again, they they lost a lot last season on the offensive line. Whether it's guys that you know, retired or went off to free agency or the case might have been – um, but I don't know. I feel like we talked about this quarterback situation where it's still up in the air. You know, Mitchell Trubisky could, could be that guy, but I feel like defenses are going to focus on trying to contain Najee Harris and making somebody else beat them. And you kind of take a look at the schedule of uh past defenses that this Steelers team is facing. They're they're facing a lot of of uh, defenses that are in the top ten, uh as far as past defenses. And and I know we're talking about both combined, but um, they faced, I believe it was when I counted those, I think it was eight out of 17 teams that they faced to see that are in the top 10, uh, as far as past defenses and the rush defenses, they do faced, um, f- about, I, I think that let me count it here real quick. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 teams out of their 17, um, out of their 17 opponents at rank. Uh, inside the top uh, half of the league as far as rush defenses so you know I think what's going to happen for the Steelers team is that opposing defenses are going to say hey you need to beat us over the top with your quarterback whoever that is we're going to try to take away Najee Harris out of your offense and you know make somebody else beat us whether that's Deontay Johnson Chase Claypool George Pickens uh, Pat Fairmouth, we haven't touched on him for the Steelers either, so it's going to be interesting. The Steelers team is very intriguing. We talked about a lot. Uh, we talked about them a lot on this uh, on this episode, but I think yeah, that was um, Dan's last player prop for the AFC North. Did you have any more uh, to give out? I know we usually give out three, but did you have any more? Nope, that was it. I stuck to the I stuck to the plan, off. All right, there we go. All right. So before we identify one of our best bets between the three that we gave out here, let me tell you guys about our brand new sponsor on SGPN, and that is odds trader. You know, we always are trying to find out where the best odds are all across the different sports books. We're also trying to find out, you know, who has the best lines up, you know, and we're also looking always for those those player statistics, the 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 trends for our players or bets that we do want to put in and that's where odds trader comes in you know odds trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books like i mentioned you can also find out about the different signup codes and promotion codes from different sports books to get the best deal and their app also provides player statistics key game stats injury reports and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible it also has a bet tracking so if you're if you're not old school like me where I write everything down or it's on a spreadsheet and if you need an app, Odd Trader provides that for you so you can keep track of your records for all the games that you're betting and also your betting activity. And like I mentioned, they also help uh, key features and points on, your, on handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, and like I mentioned, the bet tracking, uh, key game statistic, player statistic, game day weather. So they made it easy for you, so just check out OddsTrader. So all you have to do is go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, Rod, let's uh, wrap up this show strong, our first show of the 2022-2023 season for the season-long player props. Let's identify one best bet between the three that we gave out, but we are going to be tracking them all season long. Um, as far as uh, our player props. So uh, I'll leave it off here. Um, for my best bet, I am going to go. Let's just go with the guy that's in the contract year. He's got to put up the numbers. I Again, health is always a question. It makes me nervous that I am taking it over here with Lamar Jackson on his passing yards where he hasn't done it. But, hey, that's why we call it gambling. That's why we call it betting. So I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson's over 3515 and a half passing yards this upcoming season as my best bet for this AFC uh, division season long um, player prop. Uh, Rod, there it is. Lamar Jackson on his over passing yards. What do you got? I pray for continued health for Lamar Jackson over the course of the season.
1: Uh, I'm giving you the Nick Chubb bet that okay. I, the one that I researched myself into the over I, because I feel very strongly about that now, uh, given that I actually convinced myself to bet the over on this. So I'm going to give you Nick Chubb over 1200 and a half uh, rushing yards on the season. Just makes sense to me that he's going to get a lot more carries. And, and when you give the guy a ball to uh, give the guy, the ball, and he can run for more than five yards a clip. It's a good bet. It's
0: crazy to think that he uh, he's averaging on his career five-plus yards per carry, which is absolutely crazy to me. But, hey, that that's why uh, some guys are always better than others, and, and Nick Chubb is one of those guys that has consistently been doing that uh, within the first four uh, years of his career. So, again, who knows with the impending, you know, maybe if the appeal does come back from the NFL that, you know, Sean Watson's um, suspension may get extended. Who knows? But as far as, you know, Nick Chubb goes, I, I really do like it. I'm a huge Nick Chubb guy as well. All right, Rod, that is the first of our division uh previews as far as season-long player props, man. I think this was one of the more difficult divisions that we had to probably handicap just because of the question marks that we do have in this division as far as quarterbacks and, and things like that and, you know, Baltimore Ravens coming back from all the injuries and, you know, the the quarterback situation with the Browns and the Steelers and the one consistent team of the Cincinnati Bengals coming off of the uh Super Bowl uh possibly hangover, but I'm, I'm glad that we probably got maybe the hardest division out of the way first uh, here, my man. But uh, yeah, any, any final thoughts here as we wrap up here, buddy?
1: No, nah, I, I can't wait to get to the AFC East. Cause I feel like that might be the easiest one to get to uh, <laughs> when we get there. So no, nah, look, this is going to be a fun season. I, thanks moon off again for, for bringing me on uh yeah. full for the full season. And, and yeah, this AFC North, man, it, it was tough. And uh, that's why it was kind of like, let's start with the AFC North because we, we gonna we got a lot of research to do on, on what's going on. And I think we laid out some good bets, man. I think started out strong Moon off. I think we did.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, again, it, it is one of the more difficult divisions, but again, we still have more divisions to get through, but yeah, I think we started off here on, on the, on the right note here. Hopefully our listeners are able to cash in with us and, 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 you know, gather, um, their own handicap as far as ours. And maybe we give them more uh, useful information, Um, as far as making their bets as well so uh yeah this was definitely a lot of fun we'll be back next week again with another division that we'll get into and we'll be here all month long as far as we kind of get closer and closer to nfl season kicking off rod i'll give you the floor buddy anything uh you want to plug before we get out here and let the people know where they can find you my man
1: yeah, just make sure you follow me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez is the easiest place to keep track of where I'm at. Of course, find us on the discord. Uh, I'm all over that as well. Find the NASCAR stuff, find the F1 stuff, find the CFL stuff, NFL fantasy. I got a little bit of everything going on a lot like Moonoff. You, you hear my voice probably way too much on this network, but uh, yeah, you can find me there uh, and follow me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez.
0: Yeah, just make it easy for everybody. Number one, get into the Discord channel or, or Discord server, as uh, Rod said, but also download the SGPN app. It'll just make you uh, make it a lot easier for you to uh, hear not only my voice, but also Rod's voice as well with all the uh, pods that we do for the SGPN network. And look, this is a month, guys. It's time to get – you know if you haven't been prepping for NFL, this is a time. A lot of content coming out, not only from the Mothership with Sean and Ryan, but with the Fantasy Guys as far as the website – as far as pods coming out and now the pop the prop cast firing back up as well so and in another another uh another podcast that is around the corner that has uh maybe something to do with the nfl as well so keep your ears and eyes open for that as well rod thank you so much my man we will be back next week like i said till then good luck with your bets let's break these books off and let it ride